Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello again, everyone. This is Brett Ridgway, and welcome to another edition of the Spotlight on Speaking show, where each week I do talk with a speaking industry pro about their speaking journey, have them share some of their keys to success along the way, as well as ask them to bear their soul a little bit and share maybe a mistake or two they made along the way that they would highly encourage aspiring speakers not to make. My guest today is Steve Feld, and Steve and I have connected fairly recently, and Actually, I was on his podcast just a couple of days ago, but biz coach Steve Feld is a certified business coach, author, podcast host, professional speaker, mastermind facilitator, and coffee enthusiast. Now, you can have that coffee, Steve. I don't drink that stuff. <laughs> uh, he's passionate about having small business owners and entrepreneurs achieve massive revenue and profitability growth by utilizing simple proven strategies and tactics to build a long-term sustainable business. Steve takes the overwhelm out of business He's owned and operated seven lucrative businesses while providing change management and process improvement for other businesses. He's also operated within three Fortune 500 companies, and he's written eight books about business for entrepreneurs. I've also written eight books, Steve. So, hey, all right. Power <laughs> to the eight book club. So welcome to the show today, my biz coach Steve Fell. Great. Well, thanks for having me. So, Steve, you've been at the speaking journey quite a while, so... One of the first questions I like to ask folks, honestly, is, is tell me a little bit about how you got into the business in the first place. Because speaking isn't something that someone normally thinks of. I, I want to become a speaker or whatever. They just kind of evolve into it or, or whatever. So, you know, how'd you get into the business? What kind of topics did you typically speak about when you got going? You know, what was your impetus to jump into the speaking arena? Yeah. I've always been that guy who had to stand up in front of the room and because of my positions and turning around companies and everything and talking to everyone. And afterwards, everyone goes, oh, you were really eloquent and this and that. And meanwhile, I'm thinking I death gripped the lectern the whole time because I'm nervous as heck. Yeah. I don't remember a word I said. And I got to fix this. And I kept getting now offered speaking opportunities to share my knowledge about business. And I would actually turn them down because of anxiety, mm. speaking anxiety. So I actually went, fixed it. I went to Toastmasters and started working on that. And then the light bulb went on one day when I was speaking about glossophobia, which is the number one fear in the world, fear of public speaking. That was the moment I was already getting paid to speak, 
but I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't want to call myself a professional speaker because I didn't have the confidence to be on stage or have the right skill set. Then I got the skills and all of a sudden the confidence came. That was the moment where I said, I'm making a major shift and bringing this part into my business because now I can speak to more business owners and share my knowledge and help them in their business. And if I pick up clients along the way, that's part of the whole gig. And, right. And then the books came after that. So, so it was a journey. <laughs> when, I mean, you mentioned Toastmasters as one of the way you developed your skills. What, uh, what other avenues did you pursue to develop those skills so that you were comfortable in front of the room about sharing your expertise? Said yes to every opportunity that came along, honestly. So if someone said, hey, can you come to the Rotary Club and do 20 minutes on marketing? Yes, what time? So how many, years, how many years are we going back, Steve, that you actually oh. did this Toastmasters thing and developed the expertise that you have now? Yeah, I've done, I'd say, professional, professional for about six years. Okay. And then maybe four years before that, you know, sparkling. All right. Now, I like to say there's our, and this is Brent Ridgway's definition of speaking categories, but I break it into three separate categories. One is the keynote speaker who likes to go, you know, in front of a corporation or an association, and they're paid a fee for doing so. And then I have what we call the platform seller who's going to get up and they're going to make a direct pitch from the stage about some product or service that they're offering. And then the third category, in my mind anyway, is the person who's using speaking just simply as a marketing tool they're not directly selling from the stage but they hope that the credibility it lends to them will inspire some people to want to seek them out for whatever their service is whether they're a chiropractor or a plumber or an electrician or, or whatever it may be it doesn't really matter so which of those categories do you put yourself into steve and why well i started as the first or the number three just to get out there and get the credibility and then I shifted to the keynotes to get paid because I'm like, hey, wait a minute, I can get paid for this. <laughs> and I like that. And then it shifted to the second category, the self from stage, because that's a different skill set that you need to have. And I started learning that skill set from unbelievable people from the stage and by being in the green room and everything else. So now I focus a lot of the time on the self from stage. I love that. I pick up keynotes every now and then. And then, of course, the credibility, that's to your local organizations. And I'll go speak to an association. And I say this jokingly, so don't call me on it all the time. <laughs> I'll speak for food <laughs> if you're my right target market. So which of those speaking venues do you prefer or all, all equally good in your mind? They all have a place in my business. For what I do and for who my target market is. But I'd say the concentration is speaking, you know, keynotes, workshops, because that's where I thrive the best. I'm a, a better workshop presenter okay. than I am. But I get asked for keynotes and I only have this many keynotes. And it's a funny one because that people like it. So that's what I go with. I kill the others. And then speaking from speak to sell. I love going to conferences, summits, those kind of things. And I get on those all the time because that is where your money really is and to acquire clientele 
and you're developing your expertise at the same time. So as you've been down your own personal speaking journey, Steve, what do you attribute maybe your two or three biggest keys to success have been? First of all, don't you're not everything to everyone. So stop that stuff right now. You need to know who your target market is, who are you speaking to, and you really need to know your why. Why are you doing it? And once I really honed in on those two things, I knew who I wanted in the audience and knew where my passion was. Those aligned, and then everything in my speaking business went immediately. Mm. But going to somewhere like an engineering conference where I'm supposed to give some technical thing and I'm not an engineer and try to fake it through it, that's a waste of time. And it devalues your credibility and everything else. So I knew my lane. I get asked to go on crazy events and be keynotes at, at very unique industry specific things that are not inside my wheelhouse. And I have to turn them down because I really know my why and I know my target market. Well, you can't be afraid to say no, certainly. And, you know, nope. at some point in time, I mean, you mentioned that, you know, initially, initially speak anywhere you can to get comfortable and build up that expertise. But eventually you've got to stop that route and and, and pick and choose your battles so that you are Absolutely. most efficiently, without a doubt. All right. So maybe what's what's another key in your mind, Steve? Yeah, one thing is like, I always think anytime I'm going to speak at an association or wherever that may be, is I'm going to give them more value than they're expecting. And that is always something I believe in. I'm going to give them content, something to help them in their business or in their lives. And I go in with that attitude all the time, and it has served me well. Mm-hmm. Versus I know a lot of speakers are about themselves. Yep. And where I'm taking the stance, it's not about me. It's about everyone who's in the crowd. That's who I'm serving. I'm serving the event organizer and the people that are out in there and i'm going to give them everything i have so you talk about staying in your lane so what do you consider your lane who who is your ideal target audience my audience are business owner operators so they are the owner operator of their own business i do get a lot of leadership so c c suite people that's where the keynotes come in it seems like there I mean, I've even been asked, now this one's going to, I didn't even know this existed. I got asked to speak at a three-day conference, and they wanted me to speak on transforming yourself from the fifth dimensional plane into the third dimensional plane. And I was like, I have no idea what even you're I don't know. I don't even know what that means. I had to Google it, and I still am. <laughs> I'm like, why did you even ask me? Did you say yes or no to that one, Steve? <laughs> It's a long one. I'm like, it's still like way over my head. It's not my wheelhouse. But that's where you need to know your wheelhouse and your why and who your market is. Because I know a lot of speakers who are like, why did you turn that down? I'm like, I know nothing of that subject. The people that are in the audience are not my target market. I would, I'm disconnected. Yeah. So why would I fake that and disservice those people? And I know people who will jump all over it because they're more about themselves than the audience well those are such great tips steve and i do have a couple other questions i want to ask you but before we do let's take a quick break with a word from our sponsor are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world and now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world if that's you then listen up 
25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to breadridgeway.com forward slash freebie. And we are back with the Spotlight on a Speaking Show with my guest, Steve Feld. And, and Steve, one of the questions that I love to ask people is to ask is to get them to uh, bear their soul a little bit, so to speak, and, and share a mistake or two that you made along the way that you would highly encourage aspiring speakers not to make. Just one, huh? <laughs> well, well you know, I, I want a couple, man. I want some good stuff. Oh, my God, there's so many. But I think when I first started... I was saying yes to everyone, like I mentioned, but then I realized you have to say no. So by saying yes all the time. So I was creating a presentation specifically for per organization. That will kill you. you next thing you know, you have 5,000 presentations and you can't memorize them all. So learning the craft, other speakers are like, wait a minute, why, do you, why are you doing this to yourself? You have maybe one to three tops, three maximum, like, yeah, that's it. Change your title and change something in it, but stick with like one or two that you, that you know, inside, outside, upside down. And then I got to meet Rita Davenport and a speaking goddess. And she told me, I got time with her and she goes, listen, I've been given the same presentation for 35 years. It has served me well. And she goes, I still get my counter is packed with speaking gigs. So why are you trying to memorize three or more presentations? Stop it. You know, that that one's a, a catch-22 in my mind, because obviously there are some people that say, if you truly want to establish the best rapport with your audience, then you need to find out what their specific pain points are right. and, and tweak that presentation to address those pain points. And then you'll right. get a better response. Others, as you say, in the example you use, same thing, you know, year after year after year after tweak year. It. Yeah. I say tweak it. Take what you have and tweak it. Whereas I used to like, well, I'm going to create a brand new one for this one. And I'm going to create a brand new one for this one. That was, that's insanity. Yeah. So now I take the two I have and I tweak it towards that audience. But I also find out the audience's pain points through the event organizer. Okay. So and what are that, the what are the topics of your two or three speeches that you do now? What are the titles of those? Uh, my most popular one that I get requested on is your message is money, want more money. And the other one is clear as mud, and it's about communication and leadership skills. Okay. So you've been down this block, around this block a few times, I'd say. So if somebody wants to get into Steve Feld's world, where do they go to do that, Steve? Yeah, I got my website. Well, I'm on all social media platforms, but my website is Biz Coach Steve, and that's B-I-Z Coach Steve. And I'm on name any platform, just about every platform, <laughs> primarily LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I think I'm still on Twitter. I don't know. And YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Twitter. I haven't been on it in a while. But I also, you know, definitely am active in the speaking world. And I would also suggest to people, and I know I'm a, you're going to probably agree, I, I have your own speaking page, your own speaking one sheet. 
and it's separate from my business. So it has it's, it's dedicated for my speaking side of my business. Right. I entirely agree with that. So any any final words of wisdom for the aspiring speaker out there, Steve, before we wrap it up this afternoon? I would say what I was told at the very beginning when I started wondering if I should do it. And that was get out there and just do it. Yeah, you've got to overcome that uncomfortableness that you may have initially, but it definitely does get easier over time. Oh. I mean, I've talked about it before. I was happy being in the back of the room, a guy at all these events or whatever. I kind of, you know, that was my shtick or whatever. But, you know, eventually I, I knew that I needed to get out of the back of the room and get up on stage too and share some of what I've learned along the way. So overcome your fears, get up there. You can indeed do it without a doubt. So you can do it. All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Thank you to my guest, Steve Feld, for joining me this episode. And as always, if you haven't been to spotlightonspeaking.com, by all means, go over there and register so you can be notified of upcoming episodes of the show, as well as I would encourage you to go to brettridgeway.com and get my free report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master if they want to build a profitable speaking business. But as always, I wish you the greatest of success in all that you do as you look to build your own profitable speaking business. Take care. This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in. And remember to visit our website at SpotlightOnSpeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.